Good evening. Welcome to Recharge. Uh, glad you are here. Uh, we've been walking through on Wednesday nights, and we've been talking a lot about heaven. We've been doing like a, a systematic look through it. And, and this evening, uh, I, I'm not going to add anything to last week. I, I want to repeat it, and I want to say it with slightly different angle, because what we covered last week is so important, okay? And that is when, when, uh, when heaven says that we shall see him, or sorry, when the Bible says that we shall see him, okay? We're, we're going to talk tonight about, about, about endless worship, and, and dive into that, okay? What is it going to be like to endlessly worship him? Uh, there's, there's a correction that we need to uh, understand, and that is that, that biblical Christianity is, is distinguished from Buddhism, Hinduism, or any sort of New Age mysticism, uh, which which really has uh, man being absorbed into God, okay? So like when you reach nirvana, <clears throat> you, you, you get this spiritual and you just get absorbed into the Almighty. Uh, that, that is not a picture of, of biblical heaven, right? And, and the reason is, is because as, as we've been talking about, we, we do not lose our identity, Okay, our, our resurrected selves and the resurrected and new heaven and new earth are, they're, they're just that. It is, uh, God has made us this way as, as individuals and we will stay that way because there will, be, there will be joy attached to the individual expressions of us in God's image. We, we can already see that in like different personalities and different talents and different interests, those sorts of things. They, they are different expressions of, of God in us. And so, so let's ask the question, let's dive again. And, and what is it going to be like for us to worship God endlessly? Okay, Worship God endlessly. Did, did you know in, uh, back when Saddam Hussein was in charge of Iraq uh, that there were, uh, there were statues placed throughout towns and every day uh, worship was required. Uh, there, there was required adoration. You, you were forced to come out uh, and, and sing and pay your homage to Saddam Hussein, right? It's, it's compulsory, right? It's required of you. Is that what it's going to be like in heaven? Is it, is it just required of us? I mean, absolutely not. The, the exact opposite of this is that, uh, is that it is the overflow of our heart. It is the expression of joy. Like true worship at its essence is, is natural singing, right? No one had to pay me to tell you that it was my anniversary tonight. No one would have to pay me to tell you that I love my wife and she is so good to me, right? It just, it just comes, right? Because it is, it is free and it is good and it is natural, okay? And so when, when you read uh, some passages and we think through the idea of what is, what is endless worship going to be like? It's not an endless church service, Rather, the, the truth of the matter is, is that Scripture teaches us now that we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, that 
All of life becomes worship, okay? All of life becomes worship. So listen to a few verses that describe this, but I want you to put it on the lens of what heaven is going to be like, okay? So when, when 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, and, and you know that like right now, that's difficult because, because we, we don't have the ability to abide per, uh, perfectly and, and, and it's fleeting for us. But what is it going to be like when we do always rejoice, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks? What is that going to be like? Or in Philippians uh, 5.19, it says that you and I are to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is that going to be like? To be able to abide in Christ permanently and to move through all of life with the proper perspective and to be able to see him in everything, giving thanks, rejoicing always, making melody and, and speaking to one another and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You and I get a taste of this at particular glimpses in our life. Okay, have you had just an incredible moment in your life where you just felt the Lord in, in a powerful, intense way? It was probably fleeting. It is for most of us. Let me just tell you personally, uh, it was shortly after Lane and I got married and I was, I was working in my first job, I I just went through what, uh, what is commonly known as like, as like a dark night of the soul. Any of you ever been through anything like that? For me, it was about a six-month period of time where the only way I could describe it, whatever was going on in my soul and in warfare and whatever God was taking me through, I felt like I was drowning. And just at the point of despair, he would let me come up just for a breath, and then I was going right back under. It was just this... Difficult, difficult time. But in God's goodness, he always uses everything for good. And, and I came out of that season of difficulty. And, and there was just a particular moment. I, I know exactly where I was. I was driving my car at the time. And, and there was a particular moment where, where I, could, I could look back and I knew I was, I was past that season, and I knew that the Lord had used it for good, and I just realized his grace and his goodness in a fresh, overwhelming way. 
Okay, and, and, and the, the physical aspect of that was, was like I felt chills and, the, and, and a hair standing up on my arms and I felt like I could sense the presence of the Lord and I felt like he was near, but, but there was this aspect in my soul that it was like I was, I was taking in the presence of the Lord just for a glimpse, just for a moment, and it was magnificent. And we have those moments when we worship, when we gather together, when we see things Fresh and new, you just get that. You just get that splash of grace. You have those glimpses. Those are glimpses of what heaven is going to be like. To see Him in all things, to abide in His presence perfectly, everywhere you go. The, the, the same way that the sun illuminates. Everything that you see when you walk around outside, to be able to see through that lens the glory of God in in all things, to perfectly abide in his Holy Spirit, that is what it will mean to worship him in all of life. And and so so think of, of something even as it, it, it's, it's really good, but, but I was thinking of my, my engineering days. There, there was a project, the first project I worked on as an engineer, and, and it, it, was, it was developing land, and I got to draw the subdivision and, and uh, design the whole thing from, from grading to streets to storm sewers to water pipes, and then, and then I got to go out to the site, and I got, I got to, to be there as they built it, and then at the end of that, uh, of that entire process, there was this incredible sense of accomplishment because everything that I had drawn, that I had designed, that it was now, it was now a reality. Okay, that, that's, that's a small glimpse, right, of, of accomplishment, of work, of what God has given us to do. We are made in God's image like this, but, but even during that process, like I can look back and I can see those things, but I know during it, I did not abide in Christ properly through that, right? It's fleeting. His, his presence is fleeting with me because of me, because we're not finished. We're not perfect yet. But what would it be like to work and to go through all of that and through every step, even the complexity, to abide in Christ and to see it rightly? Like, what is life going to be like? I want you to dream in this space. I want you to think about this. This is so important. I don't want you to think of this. Maybe your, your days are filled with work, but, but then there's, a, there's something special that you have on your calendar that you've been, been looking forward to because you, you have an invitation that, is, that it is your turn to to go to the throne of Christ in Jerusalem. And you get to invite because it's your special invitation. You're going to go there and you are going to spend a month in Jerusalem at 
the feast. And, and because it's your invitation, you get to invite your 30 closest friends and they get to be with you and that month is set aside just for you. And so, so as great as work is and you can see God's glory and you're abiding in him, all of that, you have been looking specifically forward to your time, your banquet because you are going and, and the day has finally come. Imagine the anticipation of all of this and now the day has finally come and, and you travel there and you begin to ascend the steps. And then you, you go into the banquet hall. And there is a feast. There is a magnificent feast. And Christ himself has been the chef. He has been preparing. And you are ushered in and you take a, a seat. And he enters girded as the waiter. And he has a basin. And he begins to wash your feet. As he looks at you, he speaks to you because he knows you. He created you. And when he speaks to you, he knows what that accomplishment at work and that subdivision that you created. And he, and he talks to you because he's been there and he knows it, the entirety of it. And he's prepared tiramisu cheesecake because that is the best dessert on the planet. <laughs> and every intricate detail, he knows. And time is of, of no consequence. He doesn't have anywhere to be. He's there with you. All of your closest friends and family that you invited. And you just lavish in the humility and in the goodness that overflows with being in his presence. Everything I've just told you is imagery from the Bible itself telling you, beloved, what it is going to be like. Our Heavenly Father, we cannot wait. You are good, you are good, you are so good. And it is good for us to meditate on what it will be like to behold your son and to see you in all of life and to walk in your goodness. God, fill our hearts with that hope, the hope of your promises, 
and help us to walk worthy and to persevere and to overcome everything that we face these days because we long for that day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.